Dudes to the Max is officially episode 150. Uh, you know, sorry, we're not doing some kind of celebration right now, but, uh, hey, we can celebrate that maybe I will have a Nintendo Switch the next time we talk, so that's something, I guess, uh, but, uh, you know, it's sorry again for the unintended break, sometimes this stuff happens, but I don't know, depending on how much time I get to play with the Switch and stuff, maybe we'll have an extra episode. Who knows, uh, this week, but, uh, you know, I am your host, Sean Garmer, here with me, of course, the man, the myth, Mark Morrison. Howdy. And, uh, you know, Mark, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to delay here, because a game that I'm sure a lot of people are playing, and are, are happy and, and enjoying right now, and we actually have another, you know, Daniel's also... Uh, playing this game too, but uh, he's at work, so I couldn't have him on here with us. But uh, Mark, you are playing Horizon Zero Dawn, the one of the biggest games that's going to come out this year. Oh, for How a second, I thought, for a second, what? I heard talking about our guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, or you know that uh, that torment game. I was just talking about that, oh, <laughs> about yeah. that too. Uh, so I mean, how you know? You've had a few days with it. What are your What are your thoughts on? Um, it's good. I think it could use like a couple. Like a, I wouldn't say. I would say like another round, like training. Like they just throw you into it, kind of. Like after like the first hour, it's like okay, here, go out and do like go out and hunt and do everything. And it, it would have been nice if they kind of explained the skill system a little better, because like. I I'm playing that game very stealthily. Like I'm not a big I'm not like trying to like go out and hunt everything. And uh you can like do a one hit kill when you're in stealth on like small robots. And I was like, "Huh, I wonder if there's a you know, like a uh talent to like do it on large robots and there is." And that's after I already spent half my like t- skill skill points and other crap I didn't need. <laughs> So you don't want to actually like try to ride the robots or really. do anything. I'm actually them? playing this game a lot like Shadow, of, uh, uh, Shadow of Mordor, like pretty stealthily, ranged a lot. Uh, I get like hand to hand if I need to, but I don't need to often, or I shouldn't. At the at, at when I just stop playing, I'm ass kicked by this like huge, like charging thing that. I'm, like, way under leveled for. <laughs> it, like, knocked me out in two hits. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good for now. <laughs> <laughs> so you think it's the best way to play, is stealthily, or...? Yeah. Well, my build, yeah. Like, you get a lot of gear in the game. I, I'm, like, 15, I'd say I'm, like, 15 hours in. I'm, like, level 19. I haven't even hit, like, Meridian. Like, that's, like, the big town, I guess. Um... I've tried to do all the side stuff I can. Like, that's, like, in reasonably well-written. Like, there's, like, a couple quests. Like, go go do a hunting ground mission. It's like, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'll do that later. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm playing stealthily, so I'm, like, wearing stealth gear and using, like, the long-range bow. Um, the game feels kind of... It feels good, but it feels slightly janky in some... Like... Not bad, but I'm, like, Skyrim jumping my way up these mountains when I'm not really supposed to. 
and to escape stealth, like escape like uh, detection that way. That's kind of fun. It's not <laughs> kind of having a lot of games like that, though. You you kind of run into this section you're not really supposed to be in, but you find a way to be there anyway. Yeah. Um, but it has great design. The voice acting's good. Good story so far. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It it is a lot like like third person Far Cry. So if you like that or like if you like that, it's more of that. If you don't, it probably wouldn't appeal to you that much. Like there's straight up like hunt down three fox skins to get like increase your ammo pouch type of crap. So that's like directly from Far Cry. <laughs> Hooray. So I mean would well, you con- would you consider it like a big game like Far Cry then? Like the world feels really big and Oh yeah, like it's actually I wouldn't say it's too big, but it it's very vast and you really need to use a fast travel to get around like from one area to the map to the other. Thankfully it's not that much. Like, you have to use like pouches, I guess, but you get those in pretty regular supply, so they're not it's not a huge thing. I I saw one item that would have eliminated that altogether, and I should have—I didn't have the money to buy it at the time, but I should have. What does it do? Just—it's like infinite pouches or something. It was like some weird epic item. There's like straight up like color coded gear, like green, blue, purple for ep- you know that type of stuff. Okay. Um, and you can modify weapons and armor, and yeah, it's—I mean—it's good. I—I am quite enjoying it. I guess you to, like uh, the uh, the main character. Yeah, she's fine. Uh, I hear a lot. I mean, it's the same voice actress. I think her name's Ashley Birch. I hear a lot of like Max from Life is Strange in her because she sounds very like it's very similar. Oh, um, okay. It's not a bad thing. Like I, I, I can I can just hear it. But uh, yeah, she's interesting. I. I have seen some like weird stuff about like oh why is she like why is it a woman and you should be playing as a guy in this game and it's like you, you play as a guy in like ninety five percent of games <laughs> like the only games you don't play as a guy are like Tomb Raider and other like fairly exploitative games <laughs> like right it's yeah. fine she's a woman <laughs> get over yourself um. But I really like the world and, like, the chat logs and collectibles you find. And you find, like, a bunch of different crap that I'm trying to, like, itemize and everything. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm glad you're... And I screwed up. I I missed one of the, uh... There's, like, this, like, godlike armor in the game that you're supposed to, like, start getting early. And I missed one of the stupid things to do. So now I have to wait until I beat it. I'm pissed. Aw, that sucks. So I mean, do you feel like what another fifteen hours and you're you'll maybe beat the main I, story? I would, I'm not even sure. Uh, I know it's a long game. Like I've heard up for it to thirty to forty hours. Um, it depends on how much side stuff. Like I'm like on one half, on one side of the map, and like this town is on the other, and there's no way to fast travel to it. You're supposed to walk to it, and I'm like, well how much side stuff is going to be over there <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it just feels like it feels good. Like it feels like on power with like an, I would say like an uncharted or like, you know, Mordor, it feels better than like an Assassin's Creed games because those always feel a little awkward. 
Well, that's good. So if you like that kind of game or just I'm sure there are so many people interested that maybe didn't pick it up on, you know, launch week, definitely going to be one one of those to check out. And I'm interested in it too. Just kind of wanted to, to wait a little bit more for getting it, clear the backlog a bit. But, uh, you know, you've also been playing the Torment Tides no, I, of Numenor or whatever. I tried to play that and didn't get too far. Um, to put it bluntly, the console versions of that game are fucked. Um, wow. I'm playing the. I'm trying to play the PS4 version, and it within the first minute it was stuttering and like jittering, and it's not smooth at all. And it's not a complicated game. Like it's not like a Horizon like that. That does have some like frame rate drops here and there, but that's like when action is happening. Like I, I give that right. a big pass. This is like the opening, the opening mission or like the first area you start off in is like almost unplayable with how it's just jumping around, and it's like, what happened? Like you tried to, I know you you made the you made the like reasoning like it's an it's a. Uh, Kickstarted game, but it's like, yeah, I've played like Divinity or even Wasteland 2. Those were fine. <laughs> like, I've played good Kickstarted games before. Like, this is not. And it's a shame because I love Planescape Torment. And I'm like, what did you do? So, so does the PC version not have these problems then? Or? I, don't, I don't have it. Um, I assume it doesn't. Like, I got a good review from like Kotaku. Like, I think the main guy reviewed the PC version. I was like, oh, it's fine. And then a quick addendum, like, another guy played the PS4 version, and, like, he said it was unplayable. And I'm like, well, it's good to know I'm not alone. Um, And I don't know if he went back to it or not, but I think Adam couldn't even get past the character creator. Like, it just would not move to the next section. Wow. So... How how does that... Not get stuck on the character creator. That's wow. I'd call that a like. I I told I got this game like two weeks ago. I didn't talk about it. I figured it doesn't like embargo. It's been on a PC for a while, but I mean I got the uh, console version. So I figured you know wait until release date. Uh, and I told them like the first night I got it, like within five minutes, I'm like I'm not going to play this because it's bad. Like I told them like I hope there's like a day one patch like that fixes this. So I can you know play it. And then it came out, I think, yesterday, and there was no day one patch. And I'm like, well, that's a bummer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I might not be playing this one now. Like, Yeah, like, well, just going to have to do a really quick review of, wait, this is unplayable, don't buy it. <laughs> Pretty easy there, to say. There is a game on PS4 called, I think, Lichdom Battle Mage. And it is I've like, heard of it, yeah. It is like well regarded as like one of the worst like experiences on PS4, just because it runs like trash, and like Torment is like a good contender for that crown. Oh, that's sad. Like I showed you a vi- I showed you a video like of the Kotaku thing, and you were just like, "What's going on?" Like, you, I mean, you didn't have any reference, and I'm like, "That's the point. Nothing is going on, and it's still running like this." <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I all I see is a guy running around, and I'm like, okay, what is he supposed to be doing? It's running terribly, but yeah, it's running like it's like like stuttering like crazy, and I'm like, yeah, that's 
nothing is happening and that's going on. Like, what's what happened? And the thing is, it's an isometric game, so there's no like camera control. Like, if you if you're going to look at this game compared to like Divinity Original Sin, like that's a way more involved game because that's three dimensional. Like right. you can swing the camera around and that runs fine. It might be like slightly less detailed, but it looks. I think it actually looks better because you know. It just it's it is more involved, and this game is just not that. Ugh. So, yeah, well, that's been fun. Uh, I've also been pl- I've been playing four four other games. So take your pick. Uh, the Sky Two reviewed that. It's fine. It's you know it's a port. It's the Sky Two, you know. Uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Um, Sniper Elite Four. And I actually had I got Ergeis in, so I played that today for once. <laughs> so, uh, is Sniper Elite Four kind of just does it do anything different than the other? So. I've only played Sniper Elite Three. The thing I'll mention, and it's not a bad thing, but it's something I noticed is the game is long, and the areas are huge. Like, it dumps you into like every mission is basically dumps you into like a. I wouldn't say a city, but like a city-sized area. And I was like, all right, go do the mission. But you also have like four, or usually have like four or five other side missions or like side objectives to do. And then there is at least 30 collectibles per mission to like try to find. And it's like, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a lot to do. I mean, at least you have a lot to do. Yeah. I'm mainly just playing it like a hitman game almost like into sniping and silence pistoling my way through the game like it's it's fine like it's good i'm like i don't think i'm gonna finish it just because every mission takes an hour goodness and i just don't have that in me like it's it, it'll get a good review or you know it'll be like you know it's fine but it, it's a very involved game <laughs> so i mean i have no I have a. I don't really even have a recollection of your guys at all. So, for people is, who have no idea what that is, it is a. I want to say. Oh, when did it come out? I want to say like 1998. Uh, it is a 19. Okay, yeah, 1998 came out in like American 99. F- 3D fighting game on the PlayStation One. It is made by Square. Square and Electronic Arts. Back when that partnership was cool, um, it's basically a 3D fighting game in a in like with almost like wrestling moves, kind of, because a lot of the missions take a lot of the fights take place in like a wrestling ring, and it has like six characters from Final Fantasy VII in it. Yeah, I mean, is it actually is, is it good or bad or? It's fine. Like you have like a like a light attack, heavy attack, and like a special attack. Um, you can like charge it to special attack to like um, make it like more powerful. It's pretty basic. Like, and the guard system is weird. Like, if you want to guard high, you just stand. Like, you don't have to hold a button down, but to guard low, you have to like hold a button. And it's like, well, it's three D. I want to kind of always be moving, not guarding. <laughs> Um, but 
yeah, I play. I beat it once with Tifa, so that was fun. <laughs> Weird, you were telling me that apparently Tifa is more powered up than Cloud or Sephiroth. Yeah, because Cloud and Sephiroth, like their special attack is just use their sword, and she has like a fireball spell which is quick, and then she her power up version can home in on enemies, and she's also just quicker as it is. So, like, her little dolphin kick or three-kick combo thing can crush anything in that game. <laughs> it's well, a lot like... It's a lot like an, it's like, a, it's like an early version of Power Stone. Okay, yeah, because I was going to ask, is it... I mean, obviously, the two Dissidia games have kind of taken something from that and made it much better, but, you know... No, this isn't like Dissidia at all. Oh, okay. Um, that, that's a, a lot more of a stat-based game, and you know, all this other crazy bullshit going on on screen at once. Um, this is a lot more basic and simple, but it's—I think it's actually kind of fun. All I've ever heard over the years is people just hating on it, so it's interesting to to hear that take. It's—I think it's—I mean, it's primitive by today's standards for sure. I'm not gonna. Go like, oh, it's an amazing game or anything. I mean, it looks like hot trash, but it, I mean, it's coming from 99, so what do you expect? Like, right, yeah. Like, the Dreamcast wasn't even out when this thing came out, so what do you, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um, I also bought Tomba, and that's cool. Oh, finally. Uh, so, I mean, I think the only thing I'm really going to talk about is uh, playing... Uh, I-, I sat there and watched... All three movies, the anime, and then I watched the anime that came out last year, and apparently they're continuing it to, uh, in sometime, uh, either this month or in April, uh, the Elfheim arc of the mangas of, uh, Berserk, uh, the Berserk and the Brandon Hawk, and I wasted my time because I could have just played this game and pretty much understood everything, uh, that happened in the anime instead. Um, that's not to say that you get to know everything. There's obviously stuff that gets left out, but pretty much like the major hot points get covered in this game. Uh, it's very much like the, uh, you know, it's another, um, Omega Force Musu Dynasty Warriors game. Uh, so like very much like the Attack on Titan game that came out earlier this year. Uh, if you, you know, care anything about the, subject material, you're going to like this game because if there's ever an anime series that was made for kill a thousand things on screen with just one dude, it's this game. <laughs> so, or it, it's berserk because that's basically what he does the whole series is just cut people in half or cut their head open or whatever. So, you know, it works and it's the, it's nothing too stylish or whatever, but it uh, does the subject material proud, I think. Um, and it does have this cool, like, sort of tower mode that you can play uh, with the characters that you unlock that kind of gives you more background on those characters and whatnot. So that's kind of a cool thing. But uh, I won't call it a great game. I definitely think that... I don't know that... Unless you're, like, one of those that just plays everything that has sort of the... Dynasty Warriors type gameplay or just a Berserk fan or an anime fan. 
I don't know that that works for you because you might get bored or just not care about what's happening. But definitely, I think it's a series that people should go watch. It's it's awesome, and all of the themes in it uh, can connect to you in various ways. But uh, yeah, um, so I mean, that's all I got for playing something. But uh, did you ever play uh, Sword of the Berserk Guts Rage? No, I did not. You'd like that thing. You'd like that game. That's the only experience I've had with the series. <laughs> Isn't that one of those uh, Japanese only? Like on? No, it came out in America. It's on Dreamcast. Oh, okay, okay. So I'd have to find some way to play it. But, uh, yeah, they're emu- okay. They're, they're emulators. <laughs> I will check it out then. It's, uh, a, it's a third-person event, like action game. It's a lot like God of War almost. You know, like that type of game. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that would work for that game. Uh, so, I you know I've I've read some today. I've read some, uh, you know, some straightforward ones, and then also some that kind of took a creative way of reviewing uh, the Nintendo Switch. Now, I will say that supposedly, as long as I don't get some email telling me the contrary while I'm at work tomorrow or before the midnight, and I don't know, this is Walmart, so they're open 24 hours, I don't know what they're going to do in midnight release or not, uh, I've heard nothing that they are, so far, my email, whether I got the pre-order, uh, yesterday at like 2 in the morning, because there's this, uh, thing called a Nintendo Switch Finder, that's like, gives you alerts of when they show up, what was funny is they would keep sending me alerts about Toys R Us getting them. So I would go to ToysRUs.com and it would say, out of stock. So, okay, I figured when they said, oh, Walmart has them. When I go on Walmart's website, oh, it just says I can pre-order it right there. And I can pick it up in my store. It doesn't even just only have the two-day shipping option or whatever. So I'm guessing that a lot of people either cancel their pre-orders from Walmart or Walmart as a whole is getting a lot more in. I don't know which one that's... That is, I have heard a lot of people just all of a sudden, after the Switch event and after a lot of the early reviews, people started canceling pre-orders. But, you know, I'll have to see, because so far my little email says pick up after 6 o'clock in the afternoon, or 6 o'clock at night. And I'm thinking, are you guys just going to hold some for people? Or is this just one of those things that they that comes out and then I can still show up at midnight and get it? I don't know because that seems really weird that you're just gonna have somebody wait till six o'clock when you know you're gonna have people show up at midnight to get these things. But anyway, uh, so I read various different reviews, watched various reviews of the Switch. Um, you know, I don't know how much you kind of read. Of anything that's been out today and yesterday. I read a few. It's, I mean, I think, you know, also I think people looking at this, you have to look at this from the perspective of a lot of the big sides have to review it in a way that means you're, you're painting the picture for the casual that has no idea what this is. And so you're, the only thing you have is to compare it to the PS4 and to the Xbox One and say, well, okay, well, it's not powerful as those systems. It's not, uh, it doesn't work for your entertainment center like those systems. 
a lot of things that I kind of felt looking at it going, well, if you're a gamer and you already know what the Switch is, are you buying it because of those things? Not really. Um, So I feel like the overall tone is negative, and I think it has a right to be negative. There are things about the system like the whole, the Joy-Cons, the left Joy-Con decides it wants to unpair if you take it out of the portable mode and you play it with just, you know, with both the, the Joy-Cons or whatever, which that seems really weird uh, that that would be happening. But, you know, I, I feel like this is kind of get going to get the Wii U vibe, and I feel bad because this definitely feels like a they got this one right in a lot of ways. I think I it's what just, do you think? What do you think? I think it's just too early to tell. Like a lot of the reviews, it's like, well, it's not even like. Remember the when the Wii U launched? Like it had that big day one patch. Right, right. Like I got a feeling this is going to have that type of thing. Um, I think the launch lineup is terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. Except, except for Zelda, like that's it. Like even like that whole one two switch game looks kind of bad to me. Um, yeah, the one two switch is total gimmick, you know, and then everything else is okay. Like sniffer clips is kind of cool. Um, everything else is something that's either been out, like Skylanders. That's not. Uh, that's not. A, that's not a launch. Oh, I thought you meant Skyrim. Sorry. <laughs> no, and like uh, Super Bomberman R, it's cool that they're bringing Super Bomberman back for. For the Switch, but it's like everything else is like, okay, I am Setsuna, that's been out, you can get that in for case, like 20 bucks right now. In case yeah. you haven't played World of Goo on every other goddamn platform imaginable. It's here on this right, yeah, world. and then two other Tomorrow Corporation games which have been out, you know, and then Shovel Knight which has been out on everything on planet Earth. Yeah. So, you know, the cool thing for me is I can probably get both of these games. The bad thing for me is I'm the only one going to be reviewing them because I'm the only one on the site that has a Switch at the moment. But, you know, second, it's just, like you said, it's just, it's really bare bones. You are literally buying this system for Zelda, and if you don't like Zelda, there's really not anything here for you. Um, I don't know how fast. I mean, we do know that the end of April we're getting Mario Kart 8, so that's something. That and and Puyo Puyo Tetris. And Puyo Puyo, well, Puyo Puyo, yeah, and Puyo Puyo Tetris, which you can actually get right now on PS4 if you want. It came out on Tuesday. And oh, it, didn't. it didn't? No, it got, it got delayed, I think. Oh, it got delayed. Okay, okay. Believe me, if it had come out, I would have bought it. <laughs> oh, I was sitting there wondering like, why you didn't say anything about asking for it. And I was like, okay, that's weird. I'd surprise like, because uh, yeah. I was surprised, like, you wouldn't have said something like, oh, I already heard from Adam about Puyo Puyo Tetris or whatever, and it's like, oh, okay, it got delayed. That makes sense. Yeah, it's out April 25th. Okay, so what they did was they just waited until to release both of them at the same time. And Sony probably said, uh, well, okay. People have waited this long, who cares? Uh, so, you know, it... It's it's a lot of combination of things. Like I get it. There's a lot of things intermittently that you're gonna get. You know, Splatoon two, uh, Mario Kart, Mario at the end of the year. 
all these things you're waiting for, but in between, it's, you know, they, they had the big announcement of their Nindies, which... That was, that was uh, a terrible name. <laughs> yeah. I'm just calling it that, because that's, that's the verbiage that they yeah. use, but... I mean, I think for the most part, like, uh, I mean, some of this is, you know, stuff that's already been out, obviously, like Stardew Valley. Uh, I think Overcooked coming to it, I think, is perfect if you know people that have a Switch. The problem is knowing someone else that has a Switch is, uh, that's a whole different deal, right? Uh, it doesn't have online co-op, so, you know, that's, that's a problem. Uh, Ukulele got confirmed, so that's cool. I guess I've been waiting for that game. Steamworld Dig Two. Uh, I wonder what, if Mighty Number no. Nine will come to this thing. Uh, hey, I never know. Why not? I'm, I'm I'm sort of interested in Blaster Master Zero. It looked good when I saw it. Uh, the Stick It to the Man guys basically made a Sticking to the Man Two without calling it that. Called Flipping Death. Um, and then there's this War Groove game which looks like. It has the setting of Fire Emblem, but it looks like it plays like Advance Wars, which is cool. I like that. It had a lot more of the Advance Wars aesthetic with the screen splitting, and you see the like attacks happening or whatever instead of the Fire Emblem thing where you have the two dueling guys and and whatever. So some of these might actually be good, but the thing is, like, you know. Once off. Susie, Susie <laughs> Q doesn't care about that kind of stuff like we do. You know, having those smaller games that might carry you through a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's just... I, I hate... I, I don't want to feel this feeling of, oh man, I'm buying something and getting excited for it and then I'm going to be waiting and there's going to be nothing to, to play, you know. Don't worry, wait until Capcom ports over over Resident Evil 2 and 4, and you'll be happy. Oh, yeah. Resident Evil 4, again, for like the 50th time. Uh, and then they've also kind of come out realizing that there's going to be games, which I think this sort of works because it allows Nintendo to truly be able to port over 3DS games without having to figure out how to make it work on the TV. But there, there's already a launch game on the Japan lineup that does not work on TV mode at all. So, you know, be prepared that there will be games that you can only play portably. So if you're one of those that's buying this to be your home console for Nintendo games, just make sure you read. Uh, and Doesn't... of course the, the... what? Go on. Go on. <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying, of course, there's the thing with the file size stuff. Well, I was going to say about that Japanese game, does not defeat the entire purpose of the system. <laughs> it, well, that's what I'm saying. It's a mobile port. So, like, they didn't want to sit there and try to make the graphics look crazy to be on a TV. So they just made the concession of, okay, this is not going to work on your TV. Yeah. They probably yeah. Just use a touchscreen and a dot covers it. Right, Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and then that's the thing, too, like, are they, some of these file sizes for these games, and we've already seen it with Zelda kind of hinders it, because Zelda apparently has frame rate problems that makes it go, like, under 20 frames and everything at certain points, because they decided that they wanted to have Zelda be a 13.5 gigabyte file, 
and compressed stuff that had they decided to just let it all be uncompressed and say, hey, you might want to buy this retail or you might want to make sure you buy a memory card. I don't know. I just feel like the first game that's going to be more than the standard whatever is Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2, a lot more of these games should be bigger than than that because they should want to have the full capacity to them. And that's going to be one of those, I think that's going to hurt the system is how much are people going to compress their stuff and it's not going to look as good and it's not going to play as well as its counterparts because they're having to worry about making sure it fits in that little cart. Yeah, but what counterpart? Like, it's not like Resident, like Resident Evil 7 is not going to come to this thing. you know. Oh, no, or... it's not. But I'm saying, like, even just, like, Zola shouldn't run with com- with compressed stuff and, and running at 15 frames when there's stuff going on, if that's your big game. Right. Honestly, honestly yeah. though, I've heard the Wii U version of Zelda's worse. <laughs> oh well, that doesn't surprise me. But like you know, <laughs> it, I mean, I just I wonder if this Gaia Five is gonna be play worse than the PS4 version or not. No, because oh, that, that it's not an action game. That's a strategy game, so it don't yeah. really matter. Like right, GTA Five. Like imagine if trying to port that thing over to the Switch. It'd be a it'd be a nightmare. Like. It looked like Vice City. <laughs> yeah, that's what was funny about like Square saying, "Oh well, if Nintendo will let Final Fantasy XIV work well with PS4 and PC players, we would really think about putting it over there." I'm like, "What? How's that gonna run on the Switch?" You'd be lucky to get Final Fantasy XI to run well on that thing. <laughs> Not even Final Fantasy XI. Try. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Final. I don't know that the Final Fantasy twelve the remake could probably run on the Switch. Yeah. You know, like that's uh that's something you gotta consider and there's no virtual console either. So that makes you I mean that that's a bad thing. It's expected of Nintendo because they've always fucked up system launches, like the Wii and the Wii U didn't right. have it. But you think the third time would be the charm. And you know, they would have gotten their act together just a little. Yeah, it makes you wonder if... I've heard some people think that you're just going to get a discount if you own the game before. Certainly, they're not going to let you just have that game again. Oh, God, no. Uh, but I don't... They're saying they're, they're, they think there's going to be some kind of compromise between letting you... making you pay full price for it again or giving you some kind of discount or whatever... And then, of course, the eShop is a day one patch. Uh, even though you, there's a video that shows it in action, it seems to work well. But, uh, you know, it just it just seems like when you're when the smartest thing you have to talk about this week is that you realize that that the touchscreen control for Zelda wouldn't have worked because you're having to sit there do the Star Fox thing and look at the screen, look at the gamepad, look at the screen. And it doesn't work. Uh, that that doesn't uh, really give me great things. To too think bad they about didn't. Right too bad they didn't realize that before they put out Star Fox. <laughs> <sighs> I'm still depressed about that game. I I was so excited for Star Fox, and then I was man. too until I remembered they've only made one good Star Fox game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. 
and there's been so, about six. There's been about six of them, so yep. it's like that's not a great batting average. Like Kid Icarus has sucked, but they've only made two of them. <laughs> Wasn't the Super Nintendo one okay though? I mean, I never liked the, that Super Nintendo one. I thought like, it was a very cool technical marvel, but it just was slow and it did not play well. Yeah, the 64 one was the only one that they really kind of got everything. And then they just tried to emulate it every time. And Except just when they made it. Dinosaur Planet. Oh. Remind me of that terrible thing. So, talking about uh, something that costs $300 or something that's free, if you have PlayStation Plus or Xbox uh, Gold for PlayStation Plus, you get Disc Jam. Which I'm, I'm guessing that's something new. I think it's like uh, a Windjammers clone. <laughs> oh boy. When you're about to have Windjammers come to the <laughs> system, we're going to have Dish Jam instead. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a behind the scenes, like third person one though. Not for, not like side scrolling. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, a game that I've, I went back and forth sometimes and thought of a GameStop about whether I wanted to buy it or not. Tearaway Unfolded, I can now just have for free. Um, Undernight in Birth is for the PS3 and Earth Defense Force 2025 for the PS3. Uh, Lumo for the Vita, which is cross by on PS4. And one of the Vita games that definitely you should own, it's the same people who made Wakamelee Severed for your Vita. So if you don't have this and you have a Vita, you need to go get it right now. So, uh, for Xbox One and 360, Layers of Fear for Xbox One and Evolve Ultimate Edition so that you'll have nobody to play it with. Uh, yeah, Evolve is like, <laughs> it's like, that is like scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, it's like we really wanted to have a sort of big game, but then you forget that that game is multiplayer and... You stop know. supporting it on the console, on the platform. <laughs> right. Uh, Borderlands 2, which I don't know if... I've never gone back to check and see if that... I remember that one time that there was the uh, Play for the Weekend thing, and it still shows up as downloaded on my Xbox, so I don't know if they just went ahead and just gave everybody that for free. or No, they probably what? revoked the license, I would assume. Yeah, I, I probably just need to try to start it up, and it probably won't work. But uh, yeah. you can get uh, Borderlands 2 uh, from the 360 and Heavy Weapon, which I have no idea what that is, but I'm assuring, I'm assuming it's a shooting game. I think it's like a team-based, like, it's like a cartoony team-based game with uh-huh. vehicles. Okay, it's not too bad then. Microsoft kind of took... Aside from Nintendo, they kind of take the the week here because they have announced an Xbox Netflix sort of thing. It's called Xbox Game Pass, and for nine ninety nine a month, which is the price of Netflix right now, uh, if you get the two stream whatever version, uh, you get unlimited access to. Uh, library of 100 Xbox 360 and Xbox One games, so you can expect anything first party, except for like Halo Wars 2 that just came out, will be on there. And you can download them to your system 
And then pretty much as long as you keep paying the $10, you can keep playing the game. And then if for some reason you decide that you don't want to keep playing the $10, oh, and you don't have to have gold for this either. Unless you want to play the multiplayer portion of a game, then you do have to have gold. So that's something you need to consider. But if you do get a 20% discount on a game, if you want to buy it and you played it using Game Pass, you get 10% off the DLC for that game. So let's say that, I mean, you don't have an Xbox One or whatever right, right now, but let's say you did. Would you think this is a, a useful thing? Would you Would you be interested in this at all? For me, it depends really on the lineup. Like, they announced a few partners, and they weren't great. <laughs> right. Um, and games are going to cycle in this thing, which is right, slightly which worrying. <laughs> means it's that's why it has the Netflix name, because Netflix cycles for stuff. Yeah, but uh, there's also much bigger, like, you know, there's thousands of movies on Netflix, not, you know, 100 games. <laughs> um, right, but I think that's the only way they could really get... I just don't... See, here's the thing, though. Like, if you make it like PS Now, right, where these games are on there permanently, would you ever really buy a game with that, you know, the the option to buy for 20% off? Would you ever really use that? Because basically I keep paying 10 bucks and I have the game for free. Yeah, but with yeah. this thing, why would you, why would you need to... Why would you always need to have the game? Like, most people, they just beat a game, and that's it. They just, you know, who cares? If you like the game, then go ahead and buy it. You know, I mean, if you really love it. But if I had this thing, I'd I'd have it for like a month or two and probably just get rid of it, because I'd probably blow through whatever games I wanted to play, and I'd say, all right, well, that's that. I don't want to play Perfect Dark Zero, so... (laughs) Yeah. Later. (laughs) I, I, I think when... I think that's what's going to wind up happening. People are going to get it. They're going to play the games they want to play. They're going to unsubscribe. And then whenever the next cycle goes through where they put more games on it, they'll reassess again and go, okay, well, they want to pay 10 bucks to play you know, a couple more games or whatever, and then they'll do it again. I, and, yeah. Go on. No, go on. No, I, I just think that I don't think it's a bad like system. Right. I just want it. I just want it to, to. I just want E3 to start with Phil Spencer getting up on stage, and going, "The Xbox Games Pass is still nine ninety nine. I think uh, it's just. I think this is a cool thing, honestly. Especially if you're. I really think this is meant more for if you just bought an Xbox One. Or no, if you're it's, not, it's, go on. Go ahead. I was no. gonna say it's meant for the Scorpio because no one's buying an Xbox One anymore. <laughs> oh well, yeah, that too. That too. It's meant for the Scorpio, but yeah, if you're new to the Scorpio, right, and, and you've never owned an Xbox console at all, then okay, well, you get the best of, of both worlds basically for ten bucks. I mean. I don't think it's uh it's it's definitely a positive. Just I think it's a little bit too late. Like that should have been introduced when Sony was really making a big deal about PS Now. 
and say, hey, look, we did you one better. Well, you can download our games. You know, you don't have to stream I, them. Yeah, but how often... I guess my... Like, PS Now is useless, generally speaking. Like, I don't use it. I don't know if you, you do either. No, I don't do it either. But I have never had an interest in it, like, either. Like... That's the thing. <laughs> well, both of us still own our 360s, you know, and and if I see a game that I really want, I can just go to a GameStop and probably get it for cheap. Yeah. You know, and just not deal with uh, all that. So, I mean, I really think, like like you said, this is more for... If you have an Xbox One and you don't have, and you never had a 360, or you're getting a Scorpio and you didn't have either system, because I mean, if you have, if you've had an Xbox One this whole time, you probably got most of the games that are going to be on this thing for a while. Yeah, how many times can you own Sunset Overdrive? <laughs> <laughs> Sunset Overdrive is a great game. I will say that. Uh, and then, of course, they also uh, had some kind of Halo thing, and they announced that all Halo games going forward will have split screen. What a novel concept. And You mean that technology they had uh, 16 years ago? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they took out for one game, and everybody screams, so we're putting it back in. And they're going to tell simpler stories, because apparently... Halo 5 was too complex, or or whatever. So well, Halo. I didn't play it, but when I read it, it's just it was the same problem of Halo 2. It's just in the middle of the franchise, and I mean, sometimes that works well with like you know Empire Strikes Back or Mass Effect 2, but a lot of people just fuck it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just hopefully you know they deliver on the the Halo 6, but. After Halo 6, would you... Are you done with Master Chief? <laughs> I think you have to be. If you want to continue this at all. Just you, You've got to move on. You try to introduce Locke, and I don't think that works. you you got to just introduce a new character, or, or maybe you base it around a different character in the universe and say, okay, here's your, your bring, main character. Bring back the whiny, whiny Marine that David Cross played in Halo 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where he wants to play, as in uh, in the next Halo games going forward. There, so one a surprise announcement that wasn't supposed to be. I wouldn't be surprised that this was going to be some kind of E3 thing, or you know they are having GDC, so maybe a GDC thing or, or something. But uh, Shadow of Mordor 2, just called Shadow of War, middle of verse Shadow of War, leaked by Target, of all people. Uh, who knew Target was so relevant? Uh, so, Well, they still sell games. <laughs> yes, they do, unlike Kmart. So, uh, touche. On that, there, there was a guy that wanted to bomb a bunch of Targets, so I guess, I don't know. Uh, so... August 22nd was revealed on the actual uh, teaser. Uh, they then released a trailer after this had been, you know, announced and everything. 
I uh, I like this so supposedly a enhanced Nemesis system that has more uh, environmental impact and all that. Uh, I'm sure I I love Shadow Mortar One, so I'm sure this game will be great. Yeah, could be good. I saw I saw like one thing. Isn't Mortar like thousand like a thousand years in the past or something? What? Oh, from the Lord of the Rings and all that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought, but I saw like one article saying like it takes place like right before Lord of the Rings, and I was like, no, it doesn't. Like, <laughs> maybe the second one does if they moved it up. Because this one actually has you going and taking down Sauron or whatever. So yeah, maybe they well, move this one up or something, even though. I don't know why Talon would be in it, because technically... Yeah, know. wouldn't he be dead, or... Yeah, he, he's dead. <laughs> Unless his spirit is... You're going to play as a spirit in the game, or, or whatever. Or maybe he's just, like, immortal now for some reason. That's always possible. It is a fantasy game. Uh, or fantasy series, so, you know. Don't don't have Gollum in it, please. That was such a <laughs> bad, like, cameo or tie-in. It was terrible uh, yeah look uh you know Gollum is is what he is and everything but you know you don't have to put him in that'd be like let's just put jar jar binks in there for uh some some reason i i mean i i love be, the first game so this be, game should be, be great jar jar will be the final nemesis <laughs> oh yeah exactly <laughs> he shows up and Oh, Misa, why? Why do you want to, to kill me? He'll be immune to everything except for bad critic scores. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta yell at him, and that's why that he dies. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, keep, keeping on with this, uh, before we get out of the whole Microsoft theme, Peter Moore is leaving EA. He has been part of their sports division from since 2007, and then he, you know, he was a COO of EA. Now he's going to be the CEO of Liverpool, the soccer team. I'm not joking. How does this happen? And is Liverpool that bad off that we are having Peter Moore be the CEO of your team? I know, you know, Americans now own the team. You know, John Henry owns the Red Sox and everything. So, you know, he owns Liverpool, too, and LeBron. He owns a piece of this, but the hell? <laughs> well, I think he has been, like, a lifelong, like, football fan um, or soccer, whatever. Um, and, obviously, FIFA is a big deal. So, <laughs> I mean, the he game. was the guy that they used to hype FIFA all the time. So Yeah, because he, he speaks British, so... So get out on stage. That's all. You, that's all you're good for now. <laughs> right. I. I just. I. This is not the. The. Um. The show to talk about what the impact is on 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 Liverpool, but this is. <laughs> this is just interesting. Wow. You know, that's cool for Peter Moore, and uh, I don't know it's, what this does to EA, but. Well, he wasn't, like, too involved, I don't think. He was like, involved in the competitive side, but EA is such a weird place now that who even knows? Like, I I mean, I, I talked, I got, I played a little Mirror's Edge 2 earlier, and that game, that game came out 
what was it, like in August of last year? Mm-hmm. And it was on sale, like, I think over two weekends ago for 10 bucks on PSN. I think it's, it's on sale again. Yeah, and it's so, like, what happened? <laughs> like That game got hyped and then died immediately. Yeah. Like, I have not seen a game go through that that quickly in a long time. Just Everybody was hyped to Mirror's Edge Catalyst. They had the the E3 showing. I remember wasn't that great for it either. And then it comes out, and it, I think it also came out around the time like with other stuff, and it just got lost in the ether, and nobody cared about it. Yeah. So it's just so it's sad. It's yeah, it's a fine game. Same. It's the open world is nice. But that's kind of about it. Um, but yeah, I mean. He's been around for, Peter Moore's been around for, like, at least 20 years, because he was, like, one of the big guys in the Dreamcast, so... Right. Uh, do you, uh, are, how excited are you for this Costume Quest TV show? I'm actually fairly interested, because they're getting, uh, I think the guy who created Pete and Pete is doing it. It's an animated yeah. show. Um, I'll be curious about the voice cast. Um, but... I think it's a. I think it's actually a good property. The only other, the only other one would be a, a Psychonauts TV show. Would be cool, also. But I mean, Double Fine doesn't have Activision money to get the uh, same kind of actors that you got in, you know, the Skylanders Netflix show. So yeah, but look at like who they got for like uh, the Double Fine Adventure game. Right. I mean, they did get Jack Black at one point, but that was also EA involved in that. So. You know, I think he got like weirdly into it though. Also, like that was kind of weird for him. It was right up his alley too. He likes that kind of music and 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 everything else. So it it makes sense. Too bad he didn't say drop this RTS crap and this make. Oh God! <laughs> Stop reminding me that I love that game so much. And then you start playing the RTS stuff, and it's like, why? <laughs> I remember the, I liked the game too much that I kind of forgave that in the review, but uh, it's like for the first two hours, for the first two hours, it's a cool game, and then it's like, all right, go to overhead view and start like ordering units around. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was like a freaking Metal Lover's Dream. It was like Metal Zelda, and then all of a sudden, oh, here's this RTS. I'm like, oh come on. Uh, but yeah, it. You know, hey, I like Costume Quest the games. They're fun. I didn't like the second one as much, but I liked the first one a whole lot. <laughs> I think I've only played the second one, so I would have to get back to you on that. But, you know, as games, they're fine. So I would be kind of interested to see how they handle the story and what they do with it in the show or whatever, certainly. Hopefully there's like a Pete and Pete costume somewhere. <laughs> Got to have that nugget in there, uh, certainly. Uh, Eric Wolfpole has left uh, his job at Valve. Of course, he co-wrote Portal, Left for Dead, Half-Life, Episode 1 and 2, and Portal 2. And he's going to finish up writing Psychonauts 2 for Double Fine. So that's good. But, I mean, you think he's getting out of video games entirely? or My... My sincere hope is he goes back to what he was he's he's 
what it, what he's good for creating well writing game reviews Re- reviving the crate based game review system because that is the only true way to review a video game crate based review system what what he create him and his partner at the time i think the partner's still at valve his name's Chet Fezlik or something but they created a system where from the time you hit start, or the time you, it's like playable, I think it's t- from the time you hit like new game, they count how many seconds it takes the game for them to show a box or a crate. And the, <laughs> the less seconds there are in the game, the worse it's going to be. <laughs> wow. Wait, it's... How did they correlate that, like, to where it truly works like that? Where? Yeah, I'll, I'll load it up real quick. So, it was like, uh, oh, what's good one? Jedi Knight, time to create, six seconds. Notes, <laughs> it's pretty complicated to get to the crate. Look at the map. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good one, Omicron. Time to create, negative five seconds. Notes, crates appear in the intro movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, my hope is he goes back to doing this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can find more games that just start out with crates there. Uh, a good one was, oh, if you can find it, it was like Deus Ex. It's like you control a crate. <laughs> Finally, a crate game for me, The Thinking Man. <laughs> and well, Metal, the, Metal Gear Solid, you just have plenty of crates. So. The ironic thing is, is then he and his buddy went on to create a game where you control a crate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably just an in-joke on himself. Uh, so, a win for the journalism community... I guess, uh, or just streamers in general or whatever. So, uh, Jim Sterling, uh, he reviewed, is it, what's the name of this game? Uh, uh Digital Homicide? No, Digital Homicide was the developer. Um, over it. Oh, let me try to so find it. But he reviewed, like, we have this news story and I did not write the damn name of the game in here. Uh, the game is called Slaughtering Grounds. That's it. I feel like I just never heard of that game at all. But uh, it, well, it was Steam Greenlight. So oh, okay, okay. And they're like a huge mess of a developer. I think they went bankrupt, and they got that's kind of unfair. Up. It's like Steam Greenlight. Like, do you really expect the the game to be like great or whatever? Um, Feel the way about most Steam games nowadays. <laughs> so, so like you know, Digital Homicide sued him for damages and assault, libel, and slander, and Jim Sterling won because obviously free speech, I guess. So, that's that's good. Good that we yeah. get to keep that alive. He's made a lot of good posts about the game over the years, so it's been funny. <laughs> Uh, Marvel says that, you know, they want to take their, their games a step further. 
Mark. They want them to be game of the year quality. We want every game to be game of the year. Yeah, is, good luck with that. Is this going to happen with the yeah, Spider-Man? It'll be the first one. Well, Spider-Man's it. Like it's not like oh, we got six other games in development. It's like there's Spider-Man and that's it. I just I'm, don't know that Telltale has ever. I mean, they've gotten close. I don't think that that's that's totally wrong on what I'm about to say, but I don't know that Telltale is going to be able to ever eclipse the that first feeling you got playing Walking Dead, the first one, where you truly did have it being winning Game of the Year awards and all that kind of stuff. So I can't say that that Guardians game is going to be it either, but... For me, you know. it'd be the voice cast. Like, they're not going to get anyone from that from that movie. Um, yeah, I tried to play Batman, and I just lost... I lost interest in, like, the first episode. I was like... All right. I think the only game that came close was The Wolf Among Us. Yes. Even even Walking Dead Season 2 and 3. Like, Season 3 is out right now, and no one talks about it. Nope. They just released the uh, Death version, and no one talks about it either. Uh, the uh, Tales from the Borderlands was good. I oh, yeah. That, that was also a good one. So, but, like, no one cared about Minecraft, really. No one cared about... Uh, the Game of Thrones. Yeah, that, that's what I think of. Yeah, that that one kind of went, like, came and went, and it's like, I'd like them to come up with something original. That would be nice. Or to quit using that engine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could yeah, revamp their engine, but will they ever get to because they never get a break in making these games? Yeah, they're the EA of uh, adventure games at this point. Or Activision. So backlogged with with these games, it's like, okay, so you have two episodes of Walking season Dead, three season of three. Walking yeah. Dead, now you're going to have Guardians of the Galaxy, don't they have, like, Avengers, or they got, Marvel, or something? They, got, they have I'm, something else, it's like Avengers, yeah. or, uh, and don't they have some, they have another one, I think, that's that's back there too. It's just like, wow, you guys are just—I mean, good for them. They'll never—they don't—they won't run out of projects anytime soon, so the studio gets to stay afloat. But how they many have, times are you going to be able to do this? So you don't get diminishing returns. They have Game of Thrones season two, and then like what? That, Why that warranted a season two? Like, <laughs> I mean, you I, barely saw characters from the show. Or really the books that people really know, and it's like, unless you're going to do a lot of that this year, or with that season, I don't know that you're going to draw people into it. Not to mention the story was just boring. I would I would take a Borderlands sequel or a Wolf Among Us sequel. That's about it. <laughs> I can't believe they haven't made a Wolf Among Us sequel. Like, that one was so good. I just, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, but now they're doing Marvel. DC might be pissed. <laughs> well, they did Batman at the same time that they knew Guardians of the Galaxy was coming. So I think they kind of all know that Telltale just works with anybody. Yeah. So, Make a Dredge Dread game. But, <laughs> I don't know if we need to go that far. It'd be awesome. So Ken Levine, uh, you know, maker of Bioshock, has started his own studio, Ghost Story. 
uh, and he's going to try to deliver on his promise of creating immersive, story-driven games for people who love games that ask to have something to think about them. Um, I mean, I, I've always enjoyed Ken Levine's games, so I'm going to be interested to see what he does here. I mean, what's what do you think is Ken Levine's best game? <laughs> uh, Shock, probably. Nope, SWAT four. <laughs> oh, God. we got a SWAT four reference again in here. He uh, he did Freedom Force also. And that was a cool game. That's that old, like, PC game, right? Yeah, PC, like, superhero game. Yeah, I remember playing that when I was in high school. I, I liked that game. Uh, one of the first times I ever played something on PC. Yeah. For me, I think I think my first PC game, obviously besides, like, Oregon Trail, I think was King's Quest Six. Jeez. Oh, well, I mean, for me, I think it was obviously, like, Miss, because it was, like, the only PC game... Uh, that and Day of the Tentacle that my dad had on the the old computer that he gave me. Uh, but, I mean, I think the first one that I ever, like, played of my own deciding to look, seek it out was Freedom Force. So, you know, hey, Ken Levine. Uh, thank you for that, I guess. Hmm. Um, Hayao Miyazaki's coming out of retirement to make his first CG film. Uh, that makes me sad, because I always love the fact that he always did his all-hand-drawn and everything. I miss that that time, which now even anime is starting to get into CG. Uh, you can see it in the you know, Berserk from last year. Uh, I think yeah. some CG is fine. Like I remember I watched, I think it was Appleseed Ex Machina. That was okay. It came out like at least five years ago, six years ago, because that that was more like just enhancing like the anime itself. Right. But yeah, most of it's 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 just gonna be like you know CGI up the ass. <laughs> yeah, they, they get too much with it. it kind of takes away from it. But uh, I mean, I'm always love his movies, so I'm gonna obviously watch this as well. But uh, I don't think I've ever. Out. I don't think I've ever seen one of his movies. <laughs> You've never seen, like, Princess Mononoke or Spirited Away? or No. Man. Uh, let me try... Let me look, at, look up his biography real quick. I think... I want to say the closest I came was something he didn't do. Forget it, then. <laughs> Dang. Uh, you need, you I, need to watch those... Uh... I, I have Spirited Away. I've never watched it. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, there. This is obviously you know renewal season, so lots of shows getting renewed at this point. Um, at the time that I had this written down, Lethal Weapon was getting renewed with Empire Lucifer, Star and the Mick by Fox. Three of those shows I watch. So, which one do you not? I don't watch Star, and I I keep meaning to watch the Mick, and I just forget. But I watched Lethal Weapon, Empire, and Lucifer. So. All I enjoyable watched, shows. I watch Lucifer. <laughs> it's, uh... I, I really like the way that they did the cliffhanger, so... You know, yeah. It got better. Like, the first season was pretty shaky. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It got better in the second season. Uh, 
course, Empire is just a wallop every time you you watch it. And the biggest wallop of them all, This Is Us, that leaves you with crying every episode. It got approved all the way to season three because it does so well. Uh, that's, like, really rare nowadays, so that's pretty cool for them, I guess. Um, the big announcement in the entertainment world this week was YouTube TV finally got announced. We'd kind of known about it for a little bit, but... We didn't know what they were going to offer. It's currently $5 less than the base uh, for PS View, which is 40 And if you kind of want anything for PS View, it's, it's 45 which is what I pay. And, like, Sling starts out at 20 but you keep adding on $5 little extras, and it, that can get go up. Uh, YouTube is... $35 a month has all four networks, which none of the other services have at the moment. And it's supposed to have unlimited cloud recording, although it's not completely unlimited. So if you're one of those like leaves your stuff on your DVR forever, you will, there's only a nine-month... Uh, they After nine months, they do reserve the right to start deleting stuff, apparently. Um... So, you know, this seems like, again, I'm not going to hate on all the, there's, now there's five of these. There's also a soccer-specific one called Fubo TV, but they're starting to add in actually regular channels now, too. And then there, of course, the DirecTV now. Uh, So now there's five of these that exist. And it's really cool that we finally got one that has all five of the big networks except for it doesn't have PBS but none of them do and then you have a you know a nice channel line up to start go ahead don't don't worry PBS won't be around for much longer (laughs) it won't well I think Trump wants to kill PBS oh god Trump just stop stop (laughs) man Uh, but I mean you know I don't know that you you know you're still using Comcast but if you, I don't watch TV. About, yeah, you don't. I mean, do you think this is sort of a good deal for what's here and everything? Yeah, it should be. I guess it'll depend on the quality. Like, uh, YouTube can be a little bad sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, and if if it'll have commercials or not, I don't know. Did they say? Well, I mean, they're, they're, you're watching them like you would a channel. Okay. So, you know, you're going to have commercials if you watch anything live, and then it just depends on... It's just like, like PS View, the way it works is it's just like if you had cable, it's just it runs through your PlayStation or whatever, and then you're watching the channel live, or if you get it on DVR, then you can fast forward. Uh, or the on-demand where you get, like, you know, two commercials for every time that they want to go take a break. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just, my thing is, will it be reliable? Will the stream be reliable? You know, like you said, YouTube is not always, uh, and it's missing a lot of channels right now, too. I think it has a nice list uh if for starting but it's it's missing some certainly from the ones that have been around longer but still you can't beat having all five networks which nobody else has so i don't know if there's anything uh you want to 
cover here, but uh, you do have uh, Near coming out next week, and also there's another one that I can't think of right this minute. Oh, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands comes out next week too. So, I mean, I would take Near, but I'm not like vying for it. <laughs> the the thing I'm cur- the thing I really want for like this month would be like Mass Effect. <laughs> Yeah, Mass Effect uh, coming out in the middle of March. So uh, they did have to cancel their multiplayer beta. So that's something. Much much like the uh, create review system, I review. I should start reviewing games based on how much Clancy Brown is in them because he's going to be in Mass Effect Andromeda. So by that system, Crash Bandicoot 3 is the best game ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Because he talks to himself a lot, which is great. <laughs> well, uh, that's going to do it for this week. Like I said, um, if something from this weekend or perhaps something crazy happens at one of these Switch launch events, you know, you never know. Or there's like this huge backlash or whatever, or I just happen to get a lot of time being able to use it that it's worth sort of having a podcast. Maybe we'll do something before next week. If not, we will be here next week. So until then, enjoy your games, and we'll see you later, everybody. Later. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.